Hey everybody and welcome to the Health Tech Podcast where we talk about everything healthcare and technology. I'm your host, James Somaru, and this is your weekly Sunday session. Hey everybody and happy Sunday to you all. So this week I've got a conversation with you from a previous guest. Uh, you might remember Graham from Mtech who came on a few weeks ago and Graham was talking about his company Mtech Labs and everything that they're doing in virtual reality, biometrics, measuring human emotion, all the different things that can come out of that. And I actually had a quick chat with Graham uh, this week because they are releasing a white paper and in that white paper, they have done a heck of a lot of research. And what it shows is that this new approach that they have got, i.e. using this kind of -of state-of-the-art VR headset, which collects biometrics and can change the environment that people are in, et cetera, movement by movement, measurement of emotional responses. Anyway, that whole new approach has significant implications for the future of research, as well as for the diagnosis and care of major mental health conditions. And Graham was talking about that a little bit on the previous episode, but you can hear all about the white paper in this chat that I had with Graham. Hey Graham, how you doing? Hi James, I'm great, thanks. Good to be back on. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, you weren't on uh, that long ago, uh, were you? So how's how's it been since? Um, yeah, it's uh, actually all steam ahead uh, in MTech Labs. We're uh, we're going great guns. Um, uh, the uh, new branding and the uh, podcast has been uh, really successful in uh, extending our reach. And I'm delighted that this morning I was kicking off a major new uh, funded project with um, some of uh, Holland's leading um, healthcare providers. Which uh, oh wow, I'd love to tell you more about. Yeah, what's that doing? Um, so it's a three-year project to develop a, um, a, a service, a medically approved service for treating post-traumatic stress disorder uh, in uh, frontline blue light services uh, personnel in Holland, uh, funded by Horizon 2020 and in conjunction awesome. with uh, Parnassa and Sense Health, two of the uh, Parnassa being one of the leading healthcare providers in the in Holland, and Sense Health being a leading provider of telehealth solutions to wow. uh, uh, to mental health therapies in Holland. Cool. So your ki- so so your kit's going to be then used in the treatment of PTSD. Absolutely. So uh, so Sense Health already have a model of providing remote uh, cognitive behavioural therapy. So yep. over uh, over video conferencing, um, audio services, and using. Uh, apps and sensors uh, in place at the moment. The idea is to use um, MTech's ability to understand and recognize stress response and emotional response in our VR headsets together with a therapeutic uh, intervention called uh, EMDR, which uh, is used to help ameliorate the effects of post-traumatic stress disorder in people who have been through um, traumatic situations, uh, firefighters, um, frontline A&E personnel, uh, police, etc. Very cool. Very cool. So they're gonna they're gonna put the headsets on. They're gonna be immersed in in environments that are obviously therapeutic or diagnostic. Actually, uh, therapeutic. Yes, hey, absolutely. Got it. So. Got it. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the individual is, uh, is exposed to a level of, um, stimulus, which is directly relating to the cause of their post-traumatic yeah. stress disorder. 
Um, so, uh, so they're back in a VR environment which relates to the thing that is causing the anxiety for them. And uh, in the process of experiencing that environment, they're taken through this um, EMDI, EMDR protocol, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, yeah. it's called, which is uh, which has the effect of reprogramming the brain to desensitize you from the uh, uh, from the fear and anxiety caused by the uh, the, the source of your trauma. Um, wow. This will be able to be executed remotely and hopefully independently by uh, by the patient in the comfort of their own home and in their own time, with um, intermittent oversight from a um, a qualified uh, therapist or physician from uh, Sense Health, our partner organisation. Um, it's a two million pound project with a six month clinical trial. And that clinical trial isn't due to start until 2022. So we're a little way away from uh, being able to actually put this into practice. But it's a very exciting uh, piece of work for us with huge potential implications for how mental health is treated in the home in the future. So I was, that's literally what I was going to say, right? It's, it's a real kind of tangible marker in the sand of how this is going to be in the future, not least because you've literally got the clinical trial there sitting and waiting to, to actually see how effective this stuff is, but you know, it's all, it's all very tangibly in the pipeline and, um, in a, you know, in a lot of yeah, ways, well, it's, it's, it's kind of like the futures, the futures now, right? I mean, if you could kind of pick up all the technology that does exist and you could do something, this is pretty close as to what you actually do, you know, with right, yes. the cutting edge stuff. It, <laughs> it, it, it really is. I mean, we've got a little bit of technology integration to do to a, to a, uh, a slightly more advanced um, uh, physical uh, headset, but actually we're pretty much, uh, we're most of the way there in terms of the core technologies and our uh, stress arousal measures uh, and machine learning models that deliver that. Yeah. We have then the uh, the specific content and the protocols to build, uh, including the EMDR uh, protocol itself. And that will have to go through several iterations before we're ready for a reasonably large scale public um, uh, trial uh, yeah. in, vit in vitro trial with um, Sense Health and Parnassa uh, in 2022. So you may we may actually see some offshoots of this work appearing in some of the rest of our work. There, there may be direct use cases for this um, outside the uh, the clinically managed environment before uh, the end of 2022. But that gives us a, a you know a benchmark and a target for getting the uh, med medically improved service in place for PTSD mm. by the end of then. So yes, yeah, very exciting. Full steam ahead, indeed. And um, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? The the application of this stuff and how how we convert it from from what we would expect to be happening, i.e., these things being delivered remotely and immersing people in, in virtual environments, to then actually creating the reality of it. And that's what you guys are doing. And I think the the another interesting for me, obviously, is the way that you guys are going about it, in, in the sense that you're you're very clear in documenting everything that you do. You've come out with um, a white paper recently as well, and you're really kind of, I suppose, as a, I suppose, as a marketeer as I am now, you know, documenting the journey is, is something that I think lots of people can benefit from. And you guys are really doing that and sort of democratizing your learning and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, the, I mean, the reason that we're on today is to, to chat about the white paper. Um, yes. so yeah, let's, uh, t tell me all about it. Well, absolutely. So, um, you know, in, in, in context of what we've just been talking about, MTech's mission is to be able to treat, uh, our emotional and stress responses as, digital biomarkers of our well-being, literally of how we feel. Yeah. And in order to be able to read uh, medical-grade data to understand 
um, emotional and stress response from an individual. We need to look at all of the potential ways that um, that, that biosensors can be deployed uh, to, to read valid data and the best way that that can be put together in order to have a very high confidence uh, level that we are reading uh, valid, important information. And by uh, because our core mission is not focused on uh, market research or uh, you know what, uh, understanding likes and dislikes from the general population, but rather on helping to treat underlying serious health conditions, we have to be held to a much higher level of uh, much higher standard, much yeah. uh, much higher level of account in terms of the the quality and meaning of our data. And well, we wanted to put some of that in in context in our first white paper and talking about the ways that you can approach biosensing of mood response and how you can put that together to have the uh, the most meaningful data. Uh, and to talk a little bit about one of the largest experiments that, ever, that, that we executed last year that's ever been done in this space, the work that we did in the Science Museum in conjunction with Bournemouth University. Yeah, and you've articulated quite nicely there. I suppose a bit of the a bit of the why, because you know why why do a white paper? And I suppose the answer is that, as you've rightly said, you guys are pushing so many boundaries and learning so much in what you do. So I suppose why not then you know democratize a lot of that and get that information out to see what can be achieved? Because as you say, your goal is not purely to just do the research and hold on to it. You're actually trying to make the the system better here you're trying to make mental health care better in what you're doing in, in ptsd or you're trying to redefine the treatments for you know anxiety depression and almost i suppose the pathways behind that as well and, and you're connected to so many people that it almost makes sense to to put this all out into a white paper i mean what were some of the what were some of the bits that came out of of, of this for you and um and and, and mtech first of all we wanted to get over um the concept that uh, it's really important to look at a broad range of data if you want to really understand um, emotional response and changes in mood. Looking at one dimension of data is always leads you to uh, potentially misleading conclusions. So, uh, and uh, and in positioning where MTech Labs sits in the ecosystem of uh, emotional measurement, well, I felt that that was really important to do. Um, a lot of the emotion AI industry, as I would um, broadly label it, is focused on almost exclusive use of cameras in order to read changes in facial expressions, uh, the contraction of the muscles on the face, as a way of indicating emotional response. And we agree, as does the world in general, that, uh, that doing so is a very important input to understanding true uh, emotional response, but by itself, it's not enough. Um, for a start off, categorizing um, categorizing facial movements into little boxes of expression and extrapolating that directly into emotion, i.e. you smiled, therefore you're happy, uh, trivializes the human experience too far to really have a lot of meaning beyond some very surface level interpretation mm. results. There are many reasons why the corners of your mouth might go up. One of them is because you're expressing genuine pleasure. Another is because you're actually consciously communicating something mm. with another individual. Uh, a third is simply that you've got wind. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are multiple reasons why that happens. And simply capturing that information by camera doesn't give you enough information. First of all, you need to understand the context. Yeah. What is the stimulus that drives the response? 
And secondly, you need to look at the other biometric dimensions of emotional response that are available, like things like mm. uh, changes in physical movement and activity, changes in heart rate or heart rate variability, changes in uh, skin sweat response, et cetera, et cetera. The, the other dimensions of our um, affect display, which added together give you a, a better, fuller picture of what somebody is really experiencing in the moment. And that's that's our approach, multidimensional data using a multidimensional model for interpretation rather than uh, small boxes of emotion based on single data points fundamentally. Mm. And so obviously then all of the, the future knock-ons of being able to measure what I suppose you might define as intent as well as their actual emotional state, right? Which obviously is incredible. Um, and I suppose part of the white paper as well is is not only talking about how far we've come, but also the the things that lie ahead in terms of research, developments, etc. In in VR. So what what is to come after all of the you know incredible stuff that we've got so far in terms of this and measuring biometrics and intent? Where's the next bit for us that that came out in this white paper? So what we've been able to do in the white paper through a combination of self-reporting, uh, as in asking people questions about the, how they felt before they went into uh, our, our study, um, their general attitudes, beliefs and interests, you know, their, the, the way that they think they respond to, uh, to certain situations, and then actually measuring their objective responses to uh, virtual reality immersive simulations as we go through that we've been able to advance a little bit the understanding of behavior models and um, personality types, if you like, to a, to a small extent. And there certainly exists the opportunity in the future to be able to use um, uh, em emotional data, the, the, um, the, our gut responses to, uh, to the world around us and the stimuli that we receive, to use that as a, uh, as a as a marker as a symptom of specific conditions and that really underlies the long-term view of our work which is fundamentally focused on being able to have an impact on the mental health epidemic which is which has which has swept the world in the last uh, decade to the extent that uh, there were more antidepressants handed out in the uk last year than there are men women and children live on our island uh, that um, 300 million people were diagnosed with clinical anxiety disorders uh, globally, even before coronavirus hit us. Uh, I dread to think what that number might be now. Uh, and uh, we, we, we're getting to a, a deeper uh, understanding that um, you, can't, you can't treat um, mental illnesses as a, uh, as a single issue. You can't treat everybody the same. Personalized medicine is the only way forwards to help manage individual problems. And that's actually, you know, that's that's actually turns out to be true with a lot of illnesses that are treated with uh, with drugs and, and other practical therapies. It's even more true when we're talking about our emotional states and our anxiety status. You have to have a personalized approach, personalized approach to understanding the individual and a personalized approach to, uh, to treat that individual subsequently. And our work in understanding behavior and uh, emotional response will lead us closer to the ability to deliver that personalized approach for treatment. 
Awesome. And the report is called Measuring What Matters in Immersive Environments. It explains how the technology behind MTech Labs' state-of-the-art VR headset builds on over 40 years of research into the relationship between facial expression and emotions, as Graham talked about, to unveil a new paradigm in understanding in the understanding of mental health and behavioral science. And so if you are interested in healthcare technology, virtual reality, emotions, psychology even, or you want to know the future of treatment in a variety of different conditions, including what Graham's mentioned in PTSD, anxiety, depression, lots of other things too, then you can go to the MTech Labs website, which I'll put in the description of this episode, and you can download that report today. So, Graham, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, James. Always great to talk to you. So there we go. Hope you enjoyed that this week, guys. And if you want to catch up on any more health tech news, you can head to the description episode and you can click on the link to Health Tech Pigeon, which is the newsletter that I'm putting out every single week, which has got some nice news bites, things to listen to, things to watch out for, some funding announcements, I think, in this week for some startups. Um, so you can read about the NHS piloting some new AI to detect lung cancer. You can read about uh, Sway Medical receiving $4.2 million to do most mobile neurological assessments. The startup hiring boom has started again. Um, Beijing, Toronto and London have been ranked in the top three global health tech funding hubs. Microsoft Teams is taking over the NHS and a really nice Twitter thread on the four cardinal rules of statistics. A little bit in there for everybody, no matter what angle you're coming at health tech from there. And uh, hope you have a great week. See you next week.